When injury takes you out of the game, it's time for your team to step up. At Alina Health Orthopedics, you'll get expert care backed by a whole health system of providers. With convenient locations, virtual options, and an app that gives you 24-7 access to your records, test results, and care team, you're always close to the care you need. Schedule now at alinahealth.org ortho. I'm Chase Gasper, and you're listening to The Sound of the Loons. afternoon or evening, depending on when this finds you. Welcome to the Sound of the Loons podcast presented by Alina Health Orthopedics. I'm Steve McPherson, and today we're here in the Field Club at Allianz Field. Some of the new loons get a tour of their new home, and I'm excited to be joined by midfielder Will Trapp and defender Yuka Raitala. Um, guys, welcome to Allianz Field. Is this your first time literally in the building? Yeah, I mean, like for me, it was first time. Uh, I obviously spoke with Robin about the stadium. He mentioned that this is the, probably the best stadium he has ever played. So after seeing everything, I kind of, I kind of understand why he said that. <laughs> so it's first time for me, but you know, I think it's, it's spectacular. Yeah. Will, you were, you play, did you play here with Columbus? Yeah. So I, okay. I was telling Yuka actually, I've, I've done pro, I've been for and against. So I played here with Columbus. Okay. Against. And then we were here with the national team. And that was very receptive. <laughs> um, it's amazing how the re- it changes depending on yeah, who's rooting for so you, right? It can be really nice. And at the other side of it, no, <laughs> no it's amazing. This place is amazing. Um, so a little familiarity, but to now be a part of the, the club and see it is. It's special. Yeah. Now you guys played together for Columbus in 2017. Is that correct? So you 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 go way back. You already know each other really well. Yeah. It's 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 a great familiar face to see. I mean, along with Ethan as well. Um, just it's good to have those ties that you have within the league and and to connect once again after a few years. So do you uh, do you keep in touch? Uh, you know, outside of playing the games against each other, like uh, are there are there group texts amongst guys in in MLS? <laughs> No, for me, like especially with the Finnish players, if we played against each other, it's, it's a little bit more unique. But obviously, like Will said, it's always if I played against Ethan or Will or, or whoever I played ever together, it's always nice, you know, to chat after or before the games. Yeah, I, I think I remember talking to Ethan about this and him saying it's sort of, you know, it's 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 a it's a brotherhood. Like you're you're all in this together, and you all have an experience that sort of you share, and it's and it's unique for you guys. Um, and so there's always that connection, even when you're on the field and you're, you're going hard against each other. It's, uh, you know, you, you still have that camaraderie, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So uh, both of you have spent your whole MLS career so far in the Eastern Conference. Now you've moved to the Western Conference. How big is that? How big is that difference? You know, I think that we, having been in the Western Conference since coming into the league, you know, Minnesota United, we look at Sporting Kansas City, we look at Seattle, we look at Portland. Is does that change your focus at all? Like coming into in, into a different conference? I think so. I mean, in terms of, it's just you're more intimately aware of the teams in your conference. You're more intimately aware of the players on those teams um, because you, you go there every year. Um, Whereas the Western Conference, it's once every other year you're traveling there, or sometimes you don't even play the Western Conference team that year. Um, so it's definitely going to take a little familiarization of like finding 
um, that intimacy level with these new these new teams. Yeah. What about, what about for you, Yuka? No, I mean, like, I totally agree with Will. Like when you're like like Will said, I'm just way more familiar with the Eastern teams because obviously you played against them two three times every year. So, but it's kind of. I think there are almost every club in Western Conference where I have played, except here in Minnesota in this stadium. But uh, you know, I kind of played in in uh, all the all the places in Western Conference so far. Sure, I remember. I feel like the distances are a little bigger between places in the Western Conference. Sure. Those games going out to Vancouver—that's uh, that's pretty far away. Yeah. <laughs> is the is the travel I mean I think that travel is one of the things you hear a lot about with, with MLS versus you know having played in you know in other leagues like you Yuka that like you know and if you look at the EPL or something like that you're taking buses to go to, to, to most games here it's it's always um, flying you know has that first of all how is that just as an impact on the plane overall and then especially now in the in 2020 and how that season went and sort of having to fly the day of the game how much did that change that that for you guys uh i mean like personally obviously like when you have family you, you obviously want to stay as much home as you can so in a way it was like nice to to sleep at home more often but you know, to prepare the, for the games, you know, obviously if you fly two, three hours flight before the game, it's not maybe the best preparation for the match. But, but you know, it was the same for everybody. I don't know, honestly, what, how it's going to be this year. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it a little bit, like what, what you're looking forward to this year. I want to touch on the, uh, on the, on the family thing though. Both of you guys are, are fathers. Um, there's a lot of fathers on the team. Uh, Boxy, uh, his daughter is, is a riot. Um, she's amazing. So, um, how has that, ex- I know, Will, your, yours, uh, is, is younger, right? Um, I think we talked before, uh, via zoom, you were talking about how, how much that's been a big impact on your life. How do you, how do you deal with being a father and having to travel and, uh, for the, for MLS? Well, I think like Yuka said, the, um, the ability to now, what used to be the full weekend, you're away from home, Friday, you travel Saturdays, the game day, Sunday, you're home now turns into one day. Um, which is really nice, to be honest, because it's sleep in my house, go play the game, come back that night. Bearing in mind, it's probably a 3, 4 a.m. return, but whatever. Right. Um, and then the next morning, you get to wake up and see your, your wife and your son. Um, and for me, that was awesome because 2020 being what it was, um, us being in a new place, kind of isolated from our familiarization of family and such, um, it was really nice to be able to be around them. Um, as much as possible while still obviously playing the games. Um, and to go back to the travel aspect, it will be interesting that the two, three hour leg trips, um, those, can, those can be difficult, especially if you're traveling the day of. But um, if we learned anything, we've adapted and had to continue to adapt. So that's part of it. Sure. And what about for you, Yuka, with, with the, the family and, and, and um, dealing with travel and having, and having uh, do you have one kid? Yeah, one daughter, okay. three and a half years old. Uh, no, I'm kind of same page with Will, you know. Obviously, like I said, it's, I'd rather sleep at home than in a hotel. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And, and, you know, like we're professionals. We have to adapt. And like, like Will said, last year was what it is. And hopefully this year is going to be more more easier for us but you know we're here to play soccer and that's what we love and you know sometimes you have to make small sacrifices 
Yeah, that, you know, looking looking ahead a little bit to this year, last year, you know, we thought everything was going to be normal. Uh, two weeks in, everything's suspended. There's a tournament. There's all this stuff. Now we're sort of hopefully sort of doing the flip where it's going to start and feel kind of strange. It's starting, the season is starting later. Um, you know, the transfer windows are sort of different rather than coming halfway through the season. They're coming only after, you know, like eight games or nine games or something like that. What is your feeling? You know, what do you get the sense of going into this season? Like, how is this early run of the season going to look versus a regular season? Because I think a lot of times in a regular schedule, you know, the team takes a while to sort of get on the same page and sort of figure stuff out. Is that going to be compressed at all? Is it going to be harder to achieve? You know, like, like Yuka, what's your, what's your perspective on that? No, me personally, obviously, like, to come into the new team, uh, it's kind of tough because we have preseason camp in Florida, and I'm being uh, invited for the national team, so I, I won't be there for almost the whole camp. So I think that camp especially is very important for new players, you know, get to know, know each other and, and train to play together. But, um, you know, I think it's it's still like nice six weeks to train, and, and obviously the off-season was very, very long, but I think it seems like the team is in, in good shape already, and, you know, we could start trading in a, in a decent level. Yeah. Day one. Yeah. And what about what about for you, Will? Yeah, I think it's um, it'll be unique. But I I, I agree with you in in the sense of the boys seem like they've been working hard all off season and feel ready to be moving into what's next with preseason. Um, in terms of the compressed nature of the season, it will be interesting, especially with international tournaments that come in as well. I mean, you think about the Euros, you think about Gold Cup, you think about World Cup qualifiers, the Olympics, it does make it now more um, chaotic, <laughs> especially with the season starting later. Um, so I, I think it's just going to be something where you you build into the whole squad because you're going to need mm -hmm. every player almost. And the depth will be very, very important this year. Um, so, of course, we'd like to have guys like Yuka, Robin, Jan as well um, in, that, in that time down in Florida. But at the same time, it's great for them to be preparing for the euros. I mean, that's sure. important as well. So, um, balance is going to be key this year, I think. Yeah. That, I think we really saw last year that, that depth thing and, and some of those quick turnarounds. I mean, I, you know, for Minnesota United that moving their, their second to last game a day later, and then having to turn around and fly to Seattle to mm -hmm. play that, that conference final, you saw them just like, you know, the, you saw the team run out of steam sure. sort of down the stretch there. And, and that was even after, improving the depth last season and sort of adding a lot of guys and trying to make those rotations happen. Um, I think sometimes we get, you can get caught up on who, you know, who are the starters, like who's playing all the time, but those guys who are, you know, coming in, in the times when other guys are gone, that get, that's just as important over the long haul for the season. I mean, that goes to the question of like the supporter shield versus sort of, you know, winning MLS cup or something like that. Um, as far as that depth goes, what have you seen so far in training? Like, what do you see as, as the level of, of the team overall, Will, right now? I think, like I said, I think, first of all, the fitness has been great. You can tell guys have come in doing what they're supposed to be doing in the offseason. Um, and I, I feel like there's, across the board, a very motivated group, whether you're new to the team like you and I, or you've been on the team for the life of the club here in MLS. Um, there's, there's this taste of, we were close, but we didn't quite hit it. And now we want to push for something more. Um, and of course, every team every year wants to win MLS Cup. But um, to go into it with the right mentality of humility, but hard work, I think is something that's come through 
from the beginning. And young players that have come in and been drafted on trial, whatever, I think the, the group looks pretty strong. There is that that vibe, I think, which which started to some extent at the beginning of the the, the club uh, in 2017 with guys coming up from NASL and the sort of hard workers and um, you know guys willing to put in the time and everything like that. But I feel like that that feel has grown, you know, with guys like Boxy and and the new guys like Hassani and Chase coming in who are rookies, but sort of buy into that sort of you know put your head down, you know, get the work done. Um, but is that is that also the vibe that you've gotten, Yuka, so far? No, 100%. And I totally agree with Will. And I think that's the key of success. It, like, it doesn't matter who, how good player you are, but if you like don't give the best, it's not enough in this level. So I, I think like that's amazing to see. And like that's also like suits for Will and myself very well that you want to give your best in trainings, in games every day. And, and you know, that's push yourself higher, but it also obviously helps the whole team and the squad. So are you getting a feeling now, um, Yuka, about the sort of the, the style of play? You know, again, like you said, with playing in a different conference now, you haven't seen Minnesota United a whole, a whole lot other than maybe watching tape and things like that. But are you, are you beginning to get a sense of the kind of style that the team wants to play? And, and, and how would you describe that style? No, definitely little by little. But I, I feel like it's obviously you, you want to keep the ball. You want to play, play good football. But but same way, you want to, you know, play forward. You want to play forward, not not too passive. What I, the last couple of games of the season, what I saw, I saw a team like, like I said, playing forward, like attacking a lot, like playing very attractive football, and hopefully that's gonna be the case this season as well. Yeah, and and well, your your style. I, I'm interested to see how, how how you work with the team because you know obviously you come in with with a reputation of sort of building out of the back and sort of getting the ball back and then and then distribution and that's. Um, that's not something that the team has always had in that position. I think that the the midfield has changed a lot over the course of, you know, the, the team's time in MLS and obviously Ozzy Alonso and MLS absolute legend. Also just a bulldog, uh, a little bit different style of player than, than, than I think what you might bring to a sort of similar kind of role when you're out there. How do you see yourself fitting into that style of play? Yeah. I mean, I think you look at how the team evolved last year um, and the players that were brought in, to be honest. I mean, you look at a guy like Reynoso and really, changed the whole complexion of the group um, in, in terms of what Yuka was saying, that attacking mindset, that almost relentless ability to, to break lines and move forward. And basically my job is to put him between the lines mm -hmm. and get him the ball in dangerous spots. Um, and that's an exciting job for me. That's an exciting um, idea that I get to kind of explore and, and move forward with. And I think this team I've been most impressed with of seeing how as we, we want to score, we want to go forward. And even if it doesn't come off, there isn't this like pressure of, of mistakes. And I think it's, it's a relentless idea to, to just go forward and break lines and, and attack and attack and attack. Um, and, and as a player, that's exciting. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's shift and talk a little bit about Allianz Field. This is where we are. It's, uh, you know, it, it, fans weren't able to come back last season. Um, uh, you know, there was no home opener really with fans, which was when the season got suspended, we were days away from the home opener. And I, I know, I know fans were disappointed with that. Hopefully, hopefully there's a time when some fans can come back. You've now gotten sort of, you know, to walk around a little bit. What's, uh, you know, you said it was impressive. Any, anything specific, little things that having been in a lot of different stadiums, things that you saw, uh, um, that, that sort of stuck out to you. Uh, Yuka, we'll start with with you. I mean, the first, obviously, like you said, first impression is, seems like amazing stadium. But you know, it's, it's 
nice to see that the audience can stay very close to the field, which like I can imagine like when hopefully soon the stadium can be packed, I think, and I've heard this, the atmosphere can be amazing. So obviously when you play, you, you want to feel that supporters are there. And I think that's really the case over here. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, I mean, to that point, I think there's no bad seat. Yeah. I mean, we're walking around it and you're, you go up the Wonder Wall, you look down, amazing view. You walk to the other side, amazing. <laughs> every part of it is a great seat. So that, as a fan, is amazing um, and, and certainly something where you want to come back, come back, come back. Um, and I think for players playing here a couple times and just the noise that gets packed, packed into this place is pretty impressive. Um, so obviously we would love to get that rolling as soon as possible here in 2021 to get fans back in here because that's the lifeblood of the club. Yeah. Yeah. The sight lines thing is, is really true. I feel like I already sort of take it a little for granted now having been in here for a while, but, um, a, a couple of times during games, I've sort of wandered all over and basically anywhere you go, it's, it's tremendous. You know, there's, it's, it, you know, the team started playing off in TCF bank stadium, which was a great host for us at the, the U of M. And it was fun to do things like we, I think we packed 52,000 people in for our last game there. And that was great, but it's a football stadium. It's a, you know, it's, it's a college football stadium. It's you're farther away. I think the farthest seat here is closer than some of, you know, sort of the middle range seats there. So you do really have that sense of sort of being on top and that's, it's, it's super, it's going to be interesting for you guys, I think, to start off without fans, you know, because last year, or not last year, but when the, when the building opened and there were fans there, it really took the team a little while to sort of just get used to understanding what the sound was going to be like, sort of getting used to that. So you guys are going to have to adjust <laughs> in, in the middle of the season to that. <laughs> um, one question I had for you is, is, you know, and this was a thing I, I read about recently. There was an article I was reading, I can't remember who it was by, but talking about how, you know, in terms of coming players coming to new teams, um, the the pandemic uh, clamped down so much on the ability to go visit a place first or sort of get a sense for a place or anything like that. Um, when you're, you know, as, as you're sort of thinking about going to a new place, how much of a role does thinking about a stadium or the training grounds or the facilities sort of play into that? I mean, obviously things like the, you know, playing time, chance for, for winning, those things are, have got to be at the top of your mind. But just in terms of, you know, sort of, sort of the, the stuff about the stadium and the training ground, like how much does that figure in well? Yeah, I mean, you said it. The first part really is, okay, how do I fit into this team and can we win something for sure? Um, and, and those are always at the forefront of, of players' minds. But as you move to kind of, you call it the second tier of, of your thought process, facilities are a huge selling factor. Um, the stadium, the stadium experience, the cities, um, all of that goes into it. And I think this, I mean, having played here a couple of times, once again, it's, it's an easy you're not going to find really a better stadium in the league. Right. Um, so that was huge, as well as for me personally, having um, some roots here and some connection here was huge. And I think, once again, just connecting with what the club is really about was something that spoke a lot to me. Yeah. And, and how about for you, Yuka? No, I could totally agree with Will. Pretty, pretty much the same. I, I mean, obviously, the most important thing is what is happening on the field, but, but then, like, to have... To be able to play in a stadium like this, the facility is amazing. The city seems very cool. So, you know, I'm happy.
So have you gotten to do much in, in Minnesota so far since you've, you, you've come here, Yuko, or is, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it gets really busy pretty much as soon as you get here. Yeah, I think, so. I mean, like exploring a bit and walking around the city and obviously hang out with, with my Finnish friend, Robin, and mm-hmm. it always helps to have a, have a like person from the same country. So it's, it's cool. But, um, you know, it, like I said, I've been here a couple of times playing with Dwayne crew with, uh, with Montreal as well. But, uh, I heard it's hot in the summer, so I don't really like that. So let's see how that works out. Yeah, it's, I mean, it has its moments in the summer, but it's, the, the cold is much more, I mean, the mosquitoes are the thing in the summer. That's really the, the really unpleasant part of it. But this is, you're hitting at the right time right now. This is a, this is a great time. It was like mid-60s yesterday, I think. It and yesterday. It's, it's great. It feels amazing. And this is when I, I grew up in Massachusetts. And when I moved to Minnesota, I really began to appreciate how, as soon as it gets nice, people just are like, let's get outside. Let's be outside. And and, uh, and and it's and it's really fun. There's a lot of fun stuff to do here. A lot of great places to walk and sort of sort of explore. What about what about you, Will? Have you uh, gotten to get out a little bit at all? A little bit. Um, like Yuka was saying, you, you get to kind of poke around places, but at the same time, we're getting into the facility and testing and making sure we're ready to go for on the field. Um, so a little less than you'd probably like, but at the same time, the weather's been breaking for us and been nice. So you can actually walk around and. Uh, I know for us, it's been nice to meet a couple neighbors and, and see the different lakes that are around our place and then go closer to Minneapolis and see the lakes that are there. So um, it's it's been great so far and looking forward to kind of uncovering more. Yeah, I think if you can connect with neighbors and that's something that like actually during the pandemic has been pretty good um, because we have some like where I live, we have some neighbors who, who are our friends and we hang out outside, you know, we're sort of we're distanced and everything like that. But over the summer, that sort of kept me sane was that ability to hang out with some people, some people near me. So I presume even if things mostly get back to normal, we're still going to have to deal with some of that. I think people realized over the pandemic that they had been socially distancing from their neighbors for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right. I think, in, you know, in Minnesota has a bit of a reputation as, as a little standoffish um, sometimes, but I think that people are nice. And I think if you, you know, if you sort of stick to it, then, then you sort of get through it. Sure. Um, is that... Is that a is that a Finnish quality at all? I feel like some some uh, Finnish people I've talked to are a little a little familiar. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Finns, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why it works out so well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you were Yuka, you had mentioned you know connecting with Robin. Obviously, you know him from the national team and, and and a countryman. You sort of alluded to how it's good to have somebody from the same from the same country. Like what what is what has Robin told you about about Minnesota United and about Minnesota that sort of let you know what you were in store for? I mean, obviously about the stadium, about the facility, you know, like when I heard about the interest of Minnesota, uh, obviously I, I talked with Robin right away and, you know, he had only positive things to say. I think it seems like he's happy here. He's been performing very well and I think that everybody from the, from the, in the club lo- loves him. So, you know, so I only got positive stuff, but I, 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 I really see now why. And it's, it's, it's a really nice place. Yeah. Does, does Robin believe he's going to be a star striker from now on? Is, yeah, is that... I don't know about that. I think that's something he has to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did great in that role. So. Yeah, I know he did. He, he can play. He's quite versatile player, I think, in any attacking position, but... I think right wing suits him pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Will, uh, as far as me, I mean, obviously, again, you, you said you knew, you guys know Ethan from, from Columbus and stuff like that. Have you connected with anybody, uh, any, any new guys that you've gotten to know so far? Yeah, I mean, at the, at the facility, it's been great to just get in with the guys. I mean, I think that's, as players, you just want to meet the, meet the boys and, and get in the locker room. Um, 
I mean, it's just a good group, to be honest. I look at guys like Dane Sinclair, big personality, but mm-hmm. such a sweetheart. Like, really cool to connect with him. Ja'Cory, same. I'm, this is, like, my social distance locker area. Um, <laughs> sure. So, no, honestly, the guys have been amazing, and it's a really good spirit in the group. Um, and it's always fun going to a new team and seeing players maybe you've played against or you've seen in the league, and then to get to know them on, on a deeper level is always fun. So, um, no, it's been awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for taking the time out to uh, join us here on Sound of the Loons. And uh, thank you out there for joining us for the 134th Sound of the Loons podcast presented by Alina Health Orthopedics. Be sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes or at the very least a five-star rating and follow the team on Twitter at MNUFC. You can follow me at Steve Venturis. Are you guys on the social medias? Do you have... uh sort of a little bit not twitter but okay instagram, instagram you're like a, you're like young and, yeah. and and cool where so what's your instagram uh at will underscore trap is me okay and you could you right okay so you're on there yeah i'm on there yeah <laughs> it's sparingly for, yes yeah. i feel like the old people are on twitter and then the 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 cool people are on on instagram and then the even cooler are the tiktokers i don't tiktok i don't I, yeah i, I agree dude it's no, fast no it's, it's fast <laughs> <laughs> apologies as always to richard wagner and remember there's only one person in this whole world like you and people can like you exactly as you are